Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Andre Cherry, your host of the Cherry Picking Podcast, and I want to welcome you in to another exciting season of my show. We are starting things off right. This is the first episode of season four, if you can believe it or not. This has been a long time coming, and I feel like three seasons in, and I'm still just getting my feet wet with this podcast and I appreciate it if you are a fan of the show or a listener I appreciate you tuning in and downloading this episode it's been a fun ride and I'm excited for season four we'll start to pick up some steam here as we get closer to the start of the season but I thought you know there's been some news in college football why not pop on the the podcast mic and talk to you all for just a little bit just run down some of the latest news and developments within college football we've got some big news as it pertains to the college football playoff. So I want to read you a press release that I received uh, about a week or so ago and just share my thoughts about the proposed 12-team playoff. Uh, And it's really exciting. It really is. And I I hope you are getting excited for the season. It is the summer. The season will be here before you know it. And so I'm, I'm excited to dive in on this first podcast episode of season four. Can you believe it? It's kind of crazy if you think about it, but I'm, I'm excited to get this season kicked off, and I appreciate you all listening to this episode. So we'll go ahead and dive right in, folks. So on June 10th, 2021, I received a press release from the college football playoff in regards to a 12-team playoff proposed by College Football Playoff Working Group. The proposal would provide greater participation, and it says it's the first step in a long process. And I'll just read you this press release, and it and it goes, and, and I quote, A subgroup of college football playoffs management committee today presented a proposal to change the current four-team format to a 12-team event. The proposal was made to the full college football playoff management committee and is the first step in a process that will not conclude before this fall. The four-team format has been very popular and is a big success. The members of the four-person working group said in a statement, but it is important that we consider the opportunity for more teams and more student-athletes to participate in the playoff. After reviewing numerous options, we believe the proposal is the best option to increase participation, enhance the regular season, and grow the national excitement of college football, end quote. So I'll stop right there. So the first thing that that the the... College Football Playoff Management Committee said in this statement was that the four-team format has been very popular and is a big success. I don't know if I would agree with that statement. I think it's got a lot of attention on it because it's only four team, four teams in the playoff every year, and it seems to be the same teams reappearing. Alabama has been in there a handful of times. Clemson has been there in there a handful of times. You know, we have Ohio State in there. Um, they've been in there not, not as, as frequently as Alabama or Clemson, but there really isn't any parity there. 
There isn't really any mixture of teams in there. We have Oklahoma will be in there, and they'll get bamboozled every time they play in the college football playoff. Notre Dame has made a few appearances as well. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that it is popular. I feel as if there are a lot of fans from other teams that aren't represented who make vocal uh, opinions, vocal statements against the 14 format or against the fact that their team just missed out of making it to the playoff. And, and the argument against that would be, well, win your conference championship and then you're in. I'm thinking most notably to Georgia. Didn't make it a few seasons ago when they had one of a, they had a great run and they lost to Alabama in the in the SEC championship game and they lost their spot to go to the playoffs and then they eventually I want to say they lost to UCF uh, the national champions UCF so you know there are teams in there that make strong arguments for why they should be included in the current playoff system but the way that it's set up you don't make it in unless you are winning the the conference championship of you know of your particular conference or if you were a power five team most notably you know the group of five team haven't made it into the tournament and there have been some good teams that probably deserved a shot to make it in but missed out on that opportunity you know the pac-12 isn't represented in the coswell playoff format currently because the other conferences have a stronger strength of schedule so I'm, I'm talking the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, and then you know Notre Dame has made it in a couple times as well. So it's it's not really set up to allow other teams outside of the the Power Five, outside of the Big Ten, ACC, SEC to get in, and it's not fair. And I, I don't know that I would say that it's popular and a big success. That is a reach. That is a reach. So I'll continue on here. It says the working group was appointed by their management committee colleagues and has met over a two-year period to discuss possible new formats. The proposal calls for the bracket each year to include the six highest-ranked conference champions plus the six highest-ranked other teams as determined by the college football playoff selection committee. No conference would qualify automatically, and there would be no limit on the number of participants from a conference. So that's huge. So that I think that certainly helps the SEC out because there are some monsters in the SEC and it seems almost unfair to only give it to Alabama every year or whoever wins the SEC because the strengths the strength of teams the quality of the teams in the SEC I think by far is some of the best in the country. You can make an argument for the Big 10, you know, the ACC hasn't been dominant in recent memory but you know there's some teams that will be knocking on the door this year i'm thinking of unc for sure miami for sure nc state dare i say nc state my beloved Wolfpack. i mean they're they are a pretty solid team year in and year out clemson is always going to be in the hunt maybe fsu one of these years we'll, we'll get back to it so i think that is huge by the committee management, um, the management committee to to break that out. You know, the proposal calls for the six highest ranked conference champions plus the highest ranked other teams as determined by the selection committee. So that's cool. It, it allows more competition to get in 
and you don't necessarily have to win your conference championship. You just have to be one of the highest ranked teams. So, you know, that, that definitely is a good thing in my opinion. The four highest ranked conference champions would be seeded one through four and each would receive a first round bye, while teams seeded five through 12 would play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher ranked team. The team ranked number five would host number 12. Team number six would meet team number 11. Team seven would play team 10 and team eight would meet team nine. Under the proposal, the quarterfinals and semifinals would be played in bowl games. The championship game would continue to be at a neutral site as under the current format. So after reading that section of the press release, I think that's kind of cool too. The four highest ranked conference champions, they'll be seeded one through four. They each get a bye, which is understandable. And then the team seeded five through 12 would play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher ranked team. So that's pretty cool. So, you know, presumably you could be getting a college football playoff game at, you know, at UCLA or USC or, uh, you know, seeing that at Michigan, you know, assuming Michigan can make it in to the college football playoff if this ever does get approved. That's cool to see some of these games at some historic sites, you would assume, you know, if these teams play well enough to make it in. You know, if they don't win the conference championship, that's not a problem. You just have to be one of the highest ranked teams to get in. You know, presumably we could be getting matchups at some historic sites throughout college football. Like that would be so cool. That'd be so dope to see a game, a college football playoff game at a university. So if you're a Northwestern Wildcat fan, you could be watching a college football playoff game in Evanston, Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. Or you could even see a game potentially at, at TCF Bank Stadium where you know, you're know you watching the Minnesota Gophers row that boat. So P.J. Fleck has got his boys rowing that boat. <laughs> Anything could happen in the playoffs, and I think expanding it the way that they are, are thinking about potentially doing is a good thing. And I think it's cool that they want to get universities involved in stage playoff games at schools. It just makes me feel as if everything is more connected and that it's more of a more of a communal thing. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the NIT tournament or even the NCAA tournament, it's cool because, you know, you've got these sites throughout the country. Some of the sites are at at programs, uh, at, at schools, at universities. And I feel like there's a an aspect of that that makes it so unique and so special to college sports. The fact that you have these games played at universities and the fact that the students are there and the fans, alumni are all there. They can enjoy it. And I just, I, I, I think something there's something special and there's something to be said about having that be a potential part of this proposed plan where you know, some of the teams will get a chance to play on home fields of the higher seeded team. I think that's really unique and that's really cool. The four members of the working group, uh, we got Big 12 Conference Commissioner Bob Bowisby. We got SEC Conference Commissioner Greg Sankey, Mountain West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson, and Notre Dame Athletics Director Jack Swarbrick. 
presented their recommendation today during a virtual meeting of the full management committee that administers the college football playoff. The next step in the process is for the 11 member management committee to review the recommendation at its upcoming meeting in Chicago, June 17th through June 18th. If the management committee endorses the 12 team proposal or reaches consensus on an alternative model or decides to retain the current format, it will forward a recommendation to the college football playoff board of managers, which will meet June 22nd in Dallas. During the board's June 22nd meeting, it will review the recommendation from the management committee and decide whether to authorize feasibility assessments and potentially discussions with other entities that would allow for implementation of any altered format. If the board authorizes this summer study period, the board would meet again in September to review the results of the summer assessments and also the input from presidents, athletic directors, coaches, student athletes, and others. Any decision on changing the format would be made by the board. And then we've got a quote here. This is a very exciting moment for college football, the working group members said in the statement. We think we can capture what student athletes and fans love about the game and extend it to more people in more places while enhancing what's great about the regular season. Bill Hancock, executive director of the college football playoffs, said, Now that the working group has presented its proposal, the management committee will solicit input from university presidents, coaches, athletic directors, student athletes, and others. That input will help inform what the management committee recommends to the ultimate decision makers, the presidents, and chancellors who serve on the board of managers. I do want to remind you that the final decision will be made by the board of managers and that decision will not come before this fall. End quote. The date of implementation of a potential new format was not part of the working group's proposal and would be a matter considered if any recommendation is approved by the board of managers. Hancock said the format will not change this year or next year. The current agreements for the four-team college football playoff extend through the 2025 through 2026 season. Other elements of the working group's proposal included the following. While the playoff calendar is still to be worked out, broadly, this is the recommendation. First-round games would take place on campus sometime during the two-week period after conference championship games. Quarterfinals would be played on January 1st or January 2nd when New Year's Day falls on a Sunday and on an adjacent day. Semifinals and championship game dates are to be determined. Semifinals likely will not be played as a doubleheader. The playoff bracket would follow the rankings with no modifications made to avoid rematches of teams that may have played during the regular season or are from the same conference. So that's an important one. The playoff bracket would follow the rankings with no modifications made to avoid rematches of teams that may have played during the regular season or are from the same conference. The bracket would remain in effect throughout the playoff, i.e. no reseeding. The working group's charge did not include deciding which bowls might be a part of the college football playoff in the future. However, the group did recommend that if traditional bowls host games, teams would be assigned to their traditional bowls for quarterfinal games with priority going to the higher-seeded team. All 11 games would be under the college football playoff umbrella with the administrative specifications and the process for selecting the six bowls that would rotate as hosts of the quarterfinals and semifinals still to be determined. And that is the statement from the 
college football playoff management committee. That is their release uh, that was sent out on June 10th. And so I shared it with you. I read it for the first time with you all on this podcast. And that's some exciting stuff if you're a college football fan and you love the, the sport and you love what the college football playoffs represent and the fact that they're increasing it and expanding to 12 teams potentially, I think that is a good thing. I think there's been enough discussion and clatter about it over the years. Should it be expanded? Should it not be expanded? You know, some team, some some folks probably believe that it is good in its current state. I, I wouldn't say that it's good. I think it's the best model that we have today. But I think trying to include other teams and other conferences and, and the group of five in this playoff format would be awesome for the sport. Folks love March Madness, and you got, what, like 64 teams included in March Madness? We we will certainly not get to that point where it's, it's so large and so massive, but the fact that we have 12 teams potentially in this playoff would be a good thing because you get parity in the college football playoff. I'm tired of seeing Alabama. I'm tired of seeing Clemson. I'm tired of seeing Oklahoma. I want to see other teams represented, and I want to see other rounds included in the playoff to maybe weed out some of these teams that we think are the best and truly fall flat. You know, I'm thinking a few years ago, you know, Ohio State fell flat against Clemson um, several years ago on that run LSU had to to eventually win the national championship. But I just feel as if I, I want to see other teams and I want to see other rounds to see truly who is number one. Who is the best team in college football playoff? If it's Alabama, show me. Like, just show me. Show me against a team like Utah. You know, Utah was good last year. They've been solid the last couple years. They didn't get a shot to make it to the playoff. I wonder what they would have done in the playoffs when they were really riding hot. Or an Oregon team. Like, I want to see these matchups. I want to see what the group of five can do. You know, UCF, Cincinnati, you know, these are some teams that are going to be good this year. I want to see what they can do, you know, and this is not this year that this would even go into effect if it's approved, but you know what I'm saying. If this was this year, that would be something to see. I think it's a, it's a good thing. I don't, I don't think that's, I, I think certainly there, there might be things that we'll see if this was proposed that can be improved on. I'm not saying that this is a perfect proposal by any means, but I, I, I am open to it. I'm excited for it if it were to happen. And I think it's only good for the game. And I think you, I think it's a good thing when you can get more eyes on the, on the, on the playoffs, more fan bases invested into this playoff, because I, I think, or I'm just speaking for myself, you know, seeing Alabama every year or Clemson every year, it is not as fun as it would be if there were more teams involved and we truly see them go through the rounds on their way to becoming the national championship the national champion i'm just saying which just which just add some parity to it and let's have some fun here so more to come on that i just wanted to share that news with you all i know it's been out for a little while now but i i thought it would would be good to hop on the mic today just to share my thoughts and to read that uh, release with you all today.
while we're talking about bowl games and college football playoffs, there was a, a headline that I saw in the news just today about Jimmy Kimmel getting a, a bowl game. And this comes from ESPN. Jimmy Kimmel to be title sponsor of LA Bowl, which will which will debut in December. And so the LA Bowl has found a big name to be its first title sponsor, Jimmy Kimmel. ABC talk show host, late night host, Jimmy Kimmel. The inaugural edition of the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl will be played December 18th at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. The host announced on his show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, on Wednesday night. And that game will most certainly air on ABC. And Kimmel said, this is not a joke. This is a real bowl game named after me, so mark your calendars. It's like an early Christmas gift for us all, end quote. SoFi Stadium confirmed it has reached a multi-year deal with Kimmel to put his name above the title of the L.A. Bowl, the first college football game to be played at the year-old arena. The game's debut was delayed from 2020 until 2021 because of the coronavirus pandemic, which we are all aware of and I'm sure we are all hoping for the end of. But it will match the Mountain West champion against the Pac-12's number five bowl selection. Never before has a bowl game been named after a human being. As far as I know, I didn't check. That's a statement from Jimmy Kimmel, who uh, said that in a statement. And he goes on to say, on December 18th, my dream of being forever enshrined alongside orange, rose, cotton, and peach comes true. End quote. So that's pretty uh, interesting news. Jimmy Kimmel gets a bowl game named after him. What's next? Conan O'Brien will get one. Or maybe Jimmy Fallon. That'd be interesting to have a, a bowl game in, in New York City. Probably at Yankee Stadium in December. The Jimmy Fallon Bowl. I mean, I bet no team would want to play in that bowl. Probably be cold as hell. Maybe snowy wintry conditions but that's that's interesting news and i can tell you i was pretty shocked and surprised to see that in the news but you know nothing surprises me these days so i'm sure i will be glued to the tv screen to watch the jimmy kimmel bowl and that'll be pretty exciting other than that uh what's popping off here in college football Let's see. Oh, just today. Uh, this is another story from ESPN. I saw an alert that the NCAA is investigating Arizona State football for possible recruiting violations. So the NCAA, they are investigating allegations of violations within the ASU football program. And the school confirmed that in a statement to the media earlier today. ASU spokeswoman Katie Packett did not specify what the allegations are related to citing NCAA bylaws for ongoing investigations, but sources told ESPN that the potential violations are linked to recent recruiting practices and likely involve several Arizona State coaches. So sources told ESPN that part of the NCAA's investigation involves ASU hosting prospects during the recruiting dead period, which lasted from March 2020 to June 1st, 2021. But because of the coronavirus pandemic, FBS programs were prohibited from having recruits on campus during the dead period. So that's a no-no. And I'd be curious to know if there were other programs that 
are guilty of what ASU is guilty of doing. Yeah, that was news that broke out today. And so we shall see what comes of that investigation from the NCAA. Um, And I also read here that ASU's compliance staff has started interviewing coaches about the allegations. Football coach Herm Edwards' involvement in the investigation is not yet known. And a spokesperson for the department referred questions to the university. So we shall see what becomes of that. Hopefully the penalties, if there are any, you know, aren't too crazy. I, I like ASU. I like Herm Edwards. I like what he's he's doing there. And so that would be a devastating blow if they are found guilty of recruiting improprieties. And I, I'm sure they would likely be, you know, suspended from going to a bowl bowl game or something like that. But we'll have to just wait and see what comes out in the news in regards to the NCAA's investigation. But I think that's all that I had today. I really just wanted to hop on the mic and kind of dust off the cobwebs. It's been a little while since I've done a podcast for the Cherry Picking Podcast. I do have a new podcast out. It is called the Everything Else Podcast. I've got a few episodes out there right now. Please feel free to check it out if you like pop culture topics and just other things outside of sports. Uh, you know, I would love for you to download and listen to the show if you'd like uh, more to come on that front but i'm excited for college football to come back i was excited to do this podcast and hopefully you learned a little bit about the potential 12 team playoff that has been proposed and i'm excited to see what comes of that i'm hoping that we can get more involvement in the playoffs and it'll be interesting to see what uh, actually is approved and and what actually happens here in the coming months uh, with that uh, proposal but with that I want to say thank you for downloading the show thank you for being a friend thank you for listening hope you guys are staying safe healthy and sane please continue to wash your hands and your feet put lotion on your elbows and just love one another if we can do that this world will be a better place but uh, thank you guys look forward to talking to you soon and I can't wait to release more college football content. I can't wait for college football to start. It'll be here fairly soon. In a, in a couple months, we'll have college football back in our lives. So with that, I'm going to sign out. I'm going to sign off. Thank you all for listening. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickingsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.